0: Welcome to this bonus episode of the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this bonus episode, I'm joined by dermatologist Dr. Michelle Rodriguez of Chroma Dermatology, who is here to answer the questions you submitted around facial skincare, specifically around cleansing how to choose the right cleanser for your skin type, which ingredients you should be looking out for in your skincare, how to make sure you're really cleansing properly, and of course, how to put together an AM and PM routine that delivers hydrated, healthy-looking skin. I am so often asked really specific questions about the skin and Given that I'm an educated consumer and by no means an expert, I insist on taking those questions to a legitimate expert, someone truly qualified to answer your questions. Dr. Rodriguez obtained her Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery in 2004 and was awarded the Founders Medal for Procedural Dermatology upon completing her postgraduate dermatology training as the highest scoring graduate nationally. She's worked with world-renowned pigment and skin of colour centres in the USA, Europe and Asia. In 2017, she assembled a dermatology team to treat hundreds of patients in remote villages in the north of India. And in 2009, she partnered with Pacific Dermatology Limited to provide education to the first cohort of doctors completing a diploma in dermatology in the Pacific Islands. This truly impressive resume in mind, I could not have felt more confident taking your questions to Dr. Rodriguez. I recently posted on Instagram about how much I love CeraVe's new dermatologist developed hydrating cream to foam cleanser. Now, so, so many of you are already huge fans of the CeraVe range, but given the questions that I received around the new product and around cleansing in general, I thought I would take the opportunity to go back to basics in this Ask an Expert episode and speak to Dr. Rodriguez about the foundations of our skincare. The CeraVe Hydrating Cream to Foam Cleanser is unlike any foaming cleanser I've ever tried before. Unlike other foaming cleansers that have left my skin feeling tight and dry, it leaves my skin feeling soft and hydrated. Like all CeraVe products, it's formulated with three essential skin-loving ceramides and offers 24-hour hydration via the brand's patented MVE delivery technology. This new cleanser is also formulated with moisture-binding hyaluronic acid plus an amino acid-based surfactant rather than a harsh, drying, foaming agent to gently but effectively remove impurities, oil, and makeup. In the name of full disclosure, this episode is sponsored by CeraVe. However, as per all of my expert interviews, the guest doctor is never here to push specific brands and products. For this reason, you will only hear Dr. Rodriguez recommend ingredients rather than products, giving you the tools you need to make your own objective, educated purchasing decisions. In this episode, Dr. Rodriguez offers expert advice from how to choose the right products for your skin and whether or not cleansing morning and night is even essential, through to which ingredients to look out for and avoid, and how to make sure your cleanser is really doing its job. Cleansing is such an essential step, of course, in any skincare routine, but based on the feedback that I'm getting from my audience, it's also a pretty misunderstood step. So let's start with the basics, the most basic of basics. In as much or as little detail as you wish, what is a cleanser and what is it supposed to do?
1: Sure. So a cleanser is effectively a a product that when used on the skin can help effectively remove everything from oil on the skin, pollution, makeup, through to the accumulation of old dead cells that are sitting on the skin. And they generally um, contain uh, various ingredients, come in various formulations, um, which can both hydrate the skin, um, can remove those um, things that we just talked about and can strengthen the skin barrier function. So it feels the skin, you know, feeling really fresh, clean and ready for the next sort of skincare steps.
0: A listener question, are cleansers different to makeup removers and do we need separate steps here? Yeah, well, they are
1: um, in some instances. So makeup removers are beneficial in the sense that they remove oil-based products. So things like eyeliner, eyeliner mascara um, blushes foundations generally speaking they don't get removed very well or completely by pure cleansers and we sometimes need to think about um, you know things that remove makeup in the form of say makeup remover towelettes um, as a first step and then think about removing that oil-based finish that we sometimes feel after using those products with a a cleanser of some description so yes they are slightly different and in fact they can complement each other so when we do the makeup removing and then follow on with um, a cleanse we actually start to talk about this double cleanse um, method which was actually brought out of Asia. So that the Koreans who are really, really good at the whole beauty scene and and improving skin tone and texture and luminosity, these are the guys that really thought about this double cleanse method. And what it does is kind of removes all traces of dirt and impurities and so forth um, as a first step, and then hydrating and nourishing the, the skin barrier function as your second step.
0: Now, what about an exfoliant? Does that need to be its own step?
1: Not necessarily, and in fact, not everyone needs an exfoliant. So, I think people who are prone to blackheads, whiteheads, um, excessive amount of oil production may find that there's benefit in using an exfoliative um, substance either as a separate step or an exfoliative cleanser. Um, Things that contain salicylic acid, for example, um, glycolic acid um, are really good steps for exfoliating if your skin needs it. There are some skin types that just don't need exfoliation.
0: Could you talk us through the basic types, if you will, of cleansers? So you've got obviously balms, creams, oils, foams. I could go on. Which cleanser is best for each skin type sure so
1: I guess the best way to break this down is is to talk about the different types of cleansers and then what skin types they may or may not suit. Um, so um, the first and probably the oldest is bar cleansers. So, I mean, we all remember those little bars of soap that we used to see in, in showers and bathrooms uh, across Australia, and many people are kind of married to this concept of having to use this little bar of soap. Um, but what we've done um, recently, of course, is moved from that traditional soap-based bar clean Through to soap-based cleansers. So um, traditionally, uh, the soaps were very irritating. They tended to have a very alkaline um, pH. They tended to cause drying, flaking, irritation, dermatitis, redness. But we've now been able to um, improve those formulations and actually have bars that are soap-free, that allow you to still feel like you're getting that soap cleanse without all the irritation. So I think you know if you if you've You'd only really use this if you were married to to the concept of having that little bar of soap in your hand. Um, The second and and newer sort of group is probably the gels and foam cleansers. And they're probably the most commonly used ones um, right now. Um, They were also traditionally more drying, but newer formulations have improved their hydration capabilities. Um, And they really are designed for any skin type. So if you're a person who's not sure what you should or could be using this is a reasonable one to start out with and to try but it's important to look on the packet to say does this gel or foam cleanser specifically help sensitive skin or is it specifically for oily skin because there are different subcategories there and you can just search for the one that you think is going to best represent your your skin type then there's cream and milk cleansers and and i love these because you can't go wrong with these at all so if you have no idea what your skin type is, or if you have a combination of um, oily and dry skin on different parts of the face, then this is the perfect cleanser because they really are um, standard hydrating cleansing for all skin types. And and the common misconception um, that some of my patients will will sometimes come to me and and talk about is, hold on a minute, Um, I have really oily prone skin, if I'm using a hydrating cleanser, surely I'm gonna make my acne worse. Surely I'm gonna make my breakouts more frequent. But the answer is no, that's not necessarily the case. And in fact, hydration in the skin is a totally different concept to excessive oil. And we actually Mm -hmm. do need to cleanse and hydrate um, in order to prevent breakouts and in order to, to prevent acne from getting worse. So those cream and milk cleansers are a great option. If you're not sure of your skin type, or if you have combination skin, or you want to start with with something simple and and straightforward. Um, Then there's the oil cleansers, which generally speaking are used to remove makeup, as as we discussed um, before, um, or heavy set foundations and creams and prescription medicines, things that that really need a more heavy duty cleanse. Um, But the problem with these, I think um, for many people is that, occasionally after you do that oil-based cleanse, you can feel like the skin is still greasy and oily and you kind of need to do something else, like, you know, step two to remove that, that grease. So that's the only, I guess, downside to that. Most people, if you are choosing an oil cleanser, will have to go on to, to use something else to feel that the, the, the skin is clear of that oil. Um, micellar waters are really interesting and they're certainly newer on the market than the, the previous ones that, that we've talked about. And they're kind of like a water-based um or they feel like a water consistency generally in a bottle you generally have to pour it onto you know your, your cotton buds cotton tips makeup remover little pads um and generally it's it's great if you want a light cleanse if you just need to, for example, before you finish work, you want to remove your, your makeup and get your sunscreen on for your drive home, this is the perfect sort of solution for you, um, but it's not going to provide a, a, a deeper cleanse um, if you've got, um, you know, the need to remove oil and impurities and you know the, the pollution from the day and the dirt and so forth. Um, and then there's powder cleansers and I've never used a powder cleanser. It seems like such a little science experiment in your bathroom. You know, you have to have the powder and then you mix it with the water and you come it's up a with lot your of own work. Sort of, yeah, it's a lot of work, right? But you know, people people love the the feeling of, of science in the bathroom. And I think, you know, if you really want a deep cleanse and and you really want to be um, feeling that getting that consistency right of, of what you really want in, in your cleanser then this is an option to go to um, and, and as I said they remove the more heavy heavy duty products from the skin um, so they're, they're the basic types. Um,
0: the perfect breakdown is there a way of knowing whether or not a cleanser is actually working for our skin what should we be looking out for if anything and how should our skin feel after we've cleansed it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what you've said at at the end there, Gem, makes the most sense, which is, you know, if your skin is dry, dehydrated, scaly, flaky, red, irritated, or alternatively super oily, then, you know, you haven't got your cleansing right um, because it shouldn't, your cleansing shouldn't leave your skin feeling any of those things and, and certainly if you, if you are feeling like it's very oily, then you probably need to think about, um, you know, your gels or your, your foaming cleansers. Um, you need to think about your milks or cream cleansers. If you're feeling that you're really, really dry, you need to move towards the more hydrating um, cleansers. So um, you should feel great. You should feel reinvigorated, clear, rejuvenated, refreshed, and, and like you've removed those impurities from the day.
0: A listener has asked, do I have to cleanse in the morning?
1: No. Um, and you don't have to cleanse in the morning necessarily. You don't have to cleanse in the evening necessarily. Some people don't cleanse at all. And in fact, you know, some skin types don't require cleansing per se. And I guess what's interesting is the skin is such an amazing organ at like adapts to what you do to it. So based on how often you cleanse and the sorts of ingredients you you use, your skin can actually adapt and produce less oil or more oil. Um, But having said that, I think, you know, um, morning cleanse is not necessary, but it can enhance the penetration of active skin ingredients that you might be using in the morning. And it can provide protection and hydration for the day. So I guess those are the benefits.
0: This is a really, really broad one, but while we're on kind of morning routines, what would you say are the essentials, if any, of a really healthy AM skincare routine? All right.
1: I, I reckon any dermatologist would, would tell you the same three things, which is number one, cleanse and do this with cool water, not hot water. Um, ideally just use your hands and your fingers in a slow circular motion. You don't need any fancy rubs, scrubs, brushes, etc. In fact, they can do more harm than good. Wash that off very gently with, with just your, your hands and as I said, cool water dry it off by patting it dry and then get your active skincare ingredients on if you use them. So morning active skincare ingredients include things like vitamin B3 or niacinamide, vitamin C, known as ascorbic acid. There are a multitude of others, of course. Um, And then your sunscreen as your third layer. And the sunscreen really needs to be high UVA protection a high SPF factor, which gives you your UVB protection. So ideally in Australia, 50 plus or more. Um, And if you've got skin of colour like me, you really want to think about um, using a sunscreen that contains a visible tint in it because this prevents against pigmentation, which... um, Um, people with skin of colour are more prone to. And certainly if you have existing pigmentary disorders, freckles that you you don't want darkening or other pigmentary problems, then again, a sunscreen with tint might be an option. So it's really three basic things that that we need to get right in the morning if we can.
0: I don't think there's been a single episode of this podcast where SPF hasn't come up. So everyone listening to this will be like, yep, she's done it again. (laughs) There it (laughs) I've had another listener ask, is double? we've kind of already touched on this, but they've said is double cleansing in the evening essential or does it really just depend on whether or not we're wearing makeup? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's a really important point, which is no, double cleansing is is not an essential component of a good skincare re- regime. But I think if you do have makeup on and you do want to achieve the best possible and most effective way of removing those impurities and then not feeling greasy, you would have to take that makeup off first, which is oil-based stuff often, and then move on with your your cleanse or your your you know milks or gels or whatever so that is the double cleanse method and that is fantastic for when you're wanting to remove your makeup and great to do at night if you have been wearing product if you've been out and about there's dirt or sand or impurities or whatever in the air that's when you you want to do it so I, i do like a double cleanse but i do like to do that in the evening
0: this question comes up quite a bit. Is it possible to double cleanse with just the one, say, cream, milk, or even, say, a foaming formula, just doing that twice, or do you have to start the double cleanse with an oil-based formula?
1: My understanding of the the, the definition, if you will, that emerged from Korea of double cleanse is oil-based, remove your makeup, and then your, your um, skin-specific cleanser that comes as your second step.
0: Yeah, amazing. A listener asks, if I'm starting with an oil cleanser, does it have to be a water-based cleanser that I follow it up with or can I just go straight in with the rest of my routine?
1: Well, Technically, you can go straight in with the rest of your routine, but I, I think most of your listeners would probably say, hold on, if I did that, I'd feel a little oily tappy. and greasy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So um, for that reason, people would follow on with a second, but it's not a must do. So if your skin feels fine after an oil cleanse and you're not having breakouts and whatnot, then it would be totally reasonable to just move on with the rest of your skincare regimen.
0: That's what it comes back to, isn't it? How your skin feels afterwards. Mm -hmm. It should feel good.
1: Absolutely. That's what we're doing all this for, right?
0: Should we be using a cloth with our cleanser, like a facial cloth?
1: Yeah, I don't really like the use of any abrasive things against the skin. So um, as I mentioned, you know, my personal preference is to use the the mittens that we have, you know, right there. It also provides us with some sort of tactile sense of, of of how we should be massaging, making sure that it's it's the right pressure. There's nothing abrasive on our fingertips or hands. Um, you can really get into the the you know nooks and crannies, and and so personally, I don't I don't use a a towel or any form of scrub or rub. I'm I'm just using my hands, and, and I think that gives a really nice cleanse.
0: One listener has asked, I have dry, sensitive skin. Should I be steering clear of foaming cleansers?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one because I, I feel that if you had have asked me this a couple of years ago, I would have said, yes, don't go near these. You know, foaming cleansers often they contain things that are quite alkaline, um, and that's what helps remove, you know, impurities. That's what gives you that foaming kind of feel. And I would have said that they're not great for for dry, sensitive skin. But newer formulas are are now available um, that that contain um, that that are foaming, but yet not going to be abrasive um, to the skin and there there are various ones around that that can do that you just need to ask your your dermatologist or or pharmacist because there are some really really new nice formulas available
0: well i was going to ask what is it actually that causes a cleanser to foam up like is there a specific ingredient but i guess it varies from those very drying ones to these newer
1: absolutely absolutely You, you know the more traditional ones contained um Agents that caused the foaming like sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS, which is a really irritant um, In in the skin a really irritating ingredient in the skin I should say and and people with um, conditions like rosacea and eczema and things like this should Absolutely steer clear of these but we know that, um, you know, generally speaking these ingredients kind of strip off that top layer of the skin and Rather than doing that, we've almost had a paradigm shift of, of we don't want to strip stuff off the skin. We, we want to actually build and restore the skin barrier function. And, and these, in, these foaming ingredients like SLS, sodium lauryl sulfate, weren't doing that effectively. They were kind of breaking the skin down. But as, as you've mentioned, you know, um, the newer ingredients have um, ingredients that um, match our skin's pH Far more effectively, and and can foam without causing that irritation, which is great.
0: As soon as I started thinking about the skin barrier, instead of thinking about stripping everything off, I feel like my whole skincare routine just clicked. Something went okay. This works now. Now you're we've spot. Got
1: it. Yes, you're spot on, and and it's that it's that paradigm shift or, or thought process that really needs to shift about what the purpose of of that cleanse is. And and as you say, it's exactly what you said. It's. It's not just about stripping. And in fact, it shouldn't be. Mm. It's about removing impurities, but then restoring and and hydrating that, that barrier.
0: A listener asks, my skin feels tight and itchy immediately after cleansing. Is there a way to stop this? But based on what we've said, I imagine get a different cleanser.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, this, this means that, that it, it might be a little too strong. Maybe there's some astringent ingredients in it or alkaline ingredients in it that are, that are causing that dryness and stripping. So um, yes, well, you know, some of the, the options for that listener to, to think about would be things like the, the cream cleansers, the milk cleansers, even the newer hydrating cleansers. you know, those sorts of things.
0: Should we be following our cleanser with a moisturiser or our serums immediately or should we be waiting a little bit after cleansing before we go on with our routine?
1: I think as long as the cleanser has been adequately removed with water and then you pat your your face dry, you can go immediately on with your your skincare actives or moisturiser.
0: We've already covered the morning routine, but what would you say an ideal evening skincare routine should look like?
1: I guess this is going to look, you know, different for everyone because, yep. you know, if if you're um, working from home and you've not got makeup on and you've not really been, you know, in and out of a, a train station and, and having to put makeup on and whatever, it's that, that skincare routine is going to look very different to someone has to turn up at an office, has driven in or gone in by public transport, having to wear makeup and and you know, so those two skincare routines can look very different. Um, So that's based on lifestyle, job, and what your day entails. The second difference will be based on age. So, you know, people who are um, younger might not use as heavy a product or as heavy uh, makeup. Um, They may have more acne-prone skin, say, than um, people who are moving into their, um, you know, 40s like myself. You might say, "Well, well, actually, now I'm starting to get more dry skin. I'm and, and so it depends on, um, yeah, lifestyle, age, and then skin type. Um, generally speaking, I think, you know, if you have worn makeup, then, you know, some form of makeup remover is going to be great but for, as a first step, whether or not that's micellar water, if it's light or through to makeup removing taillettes, if it's, if it's the more um, heavier makeup, and then a hydrating cleanser. And this is that double cleanse that we talked about. That's that's something that I, I really enjoy doing. And I, I think it's important to, to take the impurities away as best as possible and then restore that barrier that we talked about by cleansing. And then the third step would be that those active ingredients. So again, for, for younger listeners, it might be as simple as a really beautiful, hydrating, non-comedogenic or non-pore clogging moisturiser. And as we move through the decades, it might start to include things like vitamin B3, vitamin C to stimulate collagen, retinols or prescription retinoids to help with things like luminosity, fine lines, hyperpigmentation and and stimulation of collagen in a very gentle way. So I think the evening routine is going to look slightly different, you know, depending on those variables. But the important things are get rid of the pollutants and and makeup for sure, and then try and hydrate that, that barrier.
0: I imagine those harsh foaming agents that we've touched on will come into play here, but I've had a listener write in saying, my son has eczema-prone skin and I really struggle to find a cleanser that works for him. What ingredients should I be looking for in a cleanser and what should I be avoiding?
1: Yeah, that's a really important question. And I think the most important thing to avoid are fragrances Um, so if you see anything that says fragrance and then a number or something like that, it should be avoided. Um, ingredients like SLS that we talked about before. So sodium sodium lauryl sulfate needs to be avoided. And I think then it's a matter of also looking on the the bottles to say, does it say for sensitive skin? Does it say for dermatitis or dry prone, you know, dry skin or, or dermatitis prone skin? Um, and trying those first. And I would say try them in a small little area first. If, if that's, you said the listener said it was the child. Yeah. Yeah, so try it in a small area first and and see if it's appropriate for for the child, if it's burning or stinging. And, you know, if it isn't, which it, it shouldn't, if, if the right ingredients are picked, the ones that we talked about being avoided, then that's a great place to start. And as I said, I think hydrating cleansers is a, is a good place to start. So anything that says hydrating cleanser and milk and cream would be a reasonable one as well. They're deeply hydrating as well.
0: And what about ingredients in the rest of our routine rather than just the cleanser? Is there anything in particular that we should be looking for?
1: In general, Gemma, you're talking? uh, I think it's important to make sure that we are as much as possible avoiding fragrance, even if we don't have, you know, technically eczema skin or, um, you know, sensitive skin because allergy actually develops over time. And so while something might be great on your skin for 20 years, all of a sudden you can become allergic to that product or that, that ingredient, I should say, because that product contains a specific ingredient that you've become allergic to. So avoiding fragrance is really important. It's interesting, but I think that, you know, many products these days contain botanicals, so plant extracts, seed extracts, and so forth. And that, that is something to watch out for because many of these make you more sensitive to some. So if you're prone to hyperpigmentation, then that should be something that, you know, you look out for and, and try to avoid. Um, the third is looking for ingredients. And, you know, when we're going to say that that, um, that three-letter word again, SPF, making sure that if you are picking a moisturiser and sunscreen that you're looking for one with an SPF of at least 50. Um, And I think those are probably the main three things. And the final thing I would say for your listeners who have skin of colour is thinking about that tint in the sunscreen, because prevention is always better than cure for for these sorts of um, issues.
0: Can we use the same cleanser for the face and the body or do they need to be two different things?
1: Oh, they can, they can definitely be the same and there are some cleansers that you can find in, you know, places like Chemist Warehouse that come in really big tubs mm. that you can sit on your shower, um, you know, shelf and it can very safely and very effectively be used for both face and body. Absolutely.
0: That's how I got my partner onto cleansing, not to generalise, but if there's anyone in anyone's life who is reluctant to cleanse their face, that's how you get them on board.
1: Absolutely. This is your new body soap. Enjoy. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I thought this might be a nice question to wrap up on, perhaps a note to, I guess, convert the naysayers. One listener wrote in saying, I've heard that your cleanser doesn't really matter because you're just washing it straight off again and it's not sitting on the skin. What would your advice be to anyone sitting in that particular camp?
1: Well, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to feel do what feels right for you and right for your skin type. But I think it's really important to try to move Uh, and remove, um, you know, dirt, oil, impurities that we pick up on our skin during the day, so especially important at night before bed. Um, It will also help avoid things like acne and skin irritation because oftentimes things that are coming into contact with our skin um, do create um, blocking of the pores or create skin irritation potentially. And the cleansing has the added bonus of, of being hydrating of being a protective layer on the skin and can help us restore that barrier function. And finally, it actually helps us get more out of the skin actives that we're using. They become more effective all of a sudden. The results are amplified um, by using cleansers. So um, I guess those, hopefully the people in the in that camp might be coming around, you know, after hearing some of those, <laughs> some of those benefits, I guess.
0: That was dermatologist Dr. Michelle Rodriguez of Chroma Dermatology, who you can find on Instagram at mrodriguezmd and at chroma underscore derm. You can discover more about CeraVe's dermatologist developed skincare at ceraVe.com.au or on Instagram at ceraVe underscore au. And if you're at Chemist Warehouse, look out for the brand's new hydrating cream to foam cleanser to effectively remove dirt and makeup without stripping the skin of its natural essential moisture. To read this interview you can visit glowjournal.com and for more beauty news you can find me on Instagram at GemKWatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts, you've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.